welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 58 of the Dietitian Dad Podcast. Always, always glad to have you with me. And on this, this episode, I'm going to call it the gym episode. It's, it's something that, as a dietitian, I'm not an exercise physiologist or a personal trainer. But as a, a dietitian, obviously exercise coincides with healthy eating. So I thought I would do a whole episode on all things related to that wonderful place. I'm sure you all love to go, the gym. We're going to talk about what you should be doing at the gym, gym facts, pet peeves, um, all sorts of things related to that that place. But we're also going to make this important point that if you're not a gym person, I want to say, you should still listen because I have some good stuff to tell you if you'd like to work out somewhere else besides the gym. But first, is the secret that we've all been missing to weight loss eating with your non-dominant hand? Is it? What a strange question, isn't it? Well, a British psychologist is proposing that if you eat with your non-dominant hand, you are more likely to lose weight. Richard Wiseman, professor, says it means it actually takes longer and it's more mindful to eat because you need to sort out coordination issues and so on. You end up eating less. And by the way, in the world of psychology and eating and all that is related to it. It's very fascinating. The same person brought up an old theory that if you eat in front of the mirror, you're also more likely to eat less or healthier, if you want to say, because when you have to look at yourself eating, you become more self-conscious and you shift your food choices. Very interesting stuff. Listen, it's it, for what it's worth, it's an interesting idea Eat with your left hand if you're a righty. Put a mirror everywhere you go in front of you while you eat, and let's see if you're eating less calories. Okay, let's get into the gym. So me personally, I'm a gym rat. I go to the gym pretty much every day for probably the last five to ten years. I don't even know how long. So I'm speaking from experience. I have a lot of hours spent in the gym. Um, You listening, though, the chances of you being a person that goes even has a gym membership is one out of seven. So for every 100 of you that listen to my podcast, I would say about 13 of you have a gym membership. And here's another fun fact. Out of those 13, eight of you hardly use your gym membership. So you got 100 people down to 13 who have a gym membership. And then out of those 13, about five actually go to the gym regularly. And what is the most common reason why a person may have a gym membership but not go? You guessed it, lack of time, at least in their eyes. Oh, but these gyms are raking in the dough, about $35 billion per year on our memberships. And what they love more than anything else is you paying them and not even going. This is why a location like Planet Fitness, one location has about 6,000 plus members. But you know how many people those locations can hold at one time? Only about 300. Can you imagine if even half of those members went to the gym every day and that gym had to hold 3,000 people? It never happens. 
it just doesn't happen. And Planet Fitnesses are I'm not going to say they're a scam. However, they really do get away with charging monthly fees, knowing you won't go. So you'll just pay them 10 or 15 or even $20 a month and just keep giving them your money because you think you're going to go eventually. So if there's anything that you get from listening to this particular podcast, it's me asking you very nicely to either cancel your membership if you're not going and, and re-up on it later when you decide to commit or get going to that gym and stop throwing your money away. And before I get any deeper into this gym discussion, I want to make it very clear. You don't need a gym. You can get exercise in a million different ways. Obviously, a simple walk every day is fine. So gyms are not mandatory by any means, but they have a very useful service. But one thing that I would recommend you never do, and this is for the rest of your lives, don't go to the gym for weight loss. Don't expect the correlation to be there. Gyms do not equate to weight loss in your head. Once you separate those two, definitively separate them, you will now let go of the notion that if you're not losing weight, you should stop going to the gym. I have a lot of beliefs and I teach a lot, but this is one of my very strong ones because it's so freeing to the mind when you simply move your body for fun for many other reasons, but the body can definitely get a lot accomplished minus the weight loss if you do exercise regularly. And in a minute, we'll go through the seven points of fitness, all the different things exercise does for you, which includes going to the gym. But first, a few interesting facts. I, I wonder if I asked you a question if you knew the answer, how, what percentage of people that actually go to the gym hire personal trainers? What would you guess on that? I'll give you a second to think about it or pause this. The answer is 12%. So for all those members, you got the personal trainer signing up about 12%. Perhaps you've used a personal trainer in the past. Nothing against personal trainers. As long as you commit yourselves to them and learn from them, they can provide a lot of value. One thing I learned researching this podcast very sounds like a very basic thing, but you know how when you talk about grocery stores, how they use mind games, they put healthier foods higher up, they put the sugary foods at kids' level, um, they make sure that you have to walk to the back of the store to find your milk so you buy more, etc. Well, the gyms have an interesting thing that they do that I read, and that is they put the strength training, all the strength training equipment in the back. And they put the cardio equipment in front of the windows when you walk in. You ever notice that when you walk in to most gyms, you're seeing all of the cardio people. You're seeing rows of people on treadmills and all those cardio pieces of equipment are right up front. And you have to kind of wade through the gym a little bit, if most gyms, to see the strength training stuff. And that's because strength training for most people looks harder. It's more difficult to figure out. There's a negative connotation when someone's joining a gym, whereas the cardio equipment is pretty simple to use. You simply step on it, hit play, and it tells you kind of what to do. So very interesting that the strength training component of the gym, which I would probably put at a higher level than the cardio, is kind of banished to the back because we as a society still either don't know much about it, don't know what we're doing, or feel that it is um, going to hurt us if we try to use it, and therefore we won't join the gym. Some other fun facts, there are more gyms in the U.S. 
than McDonald's locations. Um, that's insane. I can't believe that. The state of Colorado is the state with the highest gym participation rates with 21% of members going to the gym, whereas states like Alabama, Nevada, Oregon, Pennsylvania, um, Alabama, Alabama being the lowest at 10% are all on the low end of people to actually go. The average cost of a gym membership in the U.S. is $41 a month. And 30% of gym goers admit that they rarely break a sweat when they're there because they're too busy just kind of looking at their phone, talking to somebody, not really focused and working out as hard as they can be. So you can see gyms are a very fascinating topic. There's so many nuances to them. Um, maybe you some, know somebody that actually owns or runs a gym. I'm sure they would be fun to talk to and interview for, for a podcast like this, and maybe I can find somebody I can talk to. Um, but you, you, may, you may or may not have heard of something called the seven points of fitness, and it's really a good reference point as to why the gym, i.e., or exercise, is a good thing for us. And the first point is basically body composition, meaning what is your body composed of in terms of the percentage of fat, percentage of muscle, lean um, lean tissue, basically, obviously bone, everything about your body composition in terms of what we can do to change that when we go to the gym. The second point, and the one I love probably, probably the most, is um, muscular fitness. What is muscular fitness? Well, it's pretty easy to define if, if you can figure it out. It's how our muscles can lift and how much, how much can they lift? How long can they work before they're exhausted? Obviously, mus muscle fitness improves when you continually work out or utilize the muscles more often and make them stronger and make them learn to work longer and harder for you. Having good muscular fitness past your 40s, 50s, into your 60s and 70s is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. The third one, cardiorespiratory endurance, basically your cardio fitness. Are, is your heart able to withstand movement for a long period of time without you getting out of breath, for instance, um, basically able to do more functions in your life because you're not just exhausted after just a minute or two of doing it. Very, very, very important as well. Number four is flexibility. Flexibility, you would think, is for athletes or gymnastics um, or gymnasts, I'm sorry. But being flexible in your everyday life is something I think we take for granted. Being able to move, bend, stretch, grab things, just daily movements require a level of flexibility. And the more flexible you are, the easier it is. Number five is balance. Um, there's a lot of great exercises to improve balance. And this, again, is especially important as we get older so we have good balance and that we don't feel um, awkward when we're going for walks or when we're bending over to pick something up, just making sure we feel confident in our bodies. Number six is coordination. What is coordination? Basically, it's the ability to uh, get smooth, accurate, controlled motor responses basically optic, optimal um, interaction of muscle function. It's the ability to select the right muscle at the right time with the proper intensity to achieve proper action, as defined. And what that really means is just being able to subconsciously, having the motor skills to get through life, knowing how much of a muscle to use, the proper amount, the proper intensity. It is something I think we take for granted, and the more you train the muscle the more automatic it becomes in your daily life. 
And last would be power and agility. These two kind of go together. And again, something that you don't realize that you have if you train the body to be more powerful and to be more agile, to have quick movement, um, especially if you want to avoid danger, being able to get out of the way of something, being able to, to quickly shift your body. And it becomes easier the more you train it to do so. So in all in all, these seven points of fitness are things we take for granted, I think, especially when we're younger. But getting into the gym and understanding what exercises you could do to improve all of these seven is very important. And this is where personal trainers, exercise physiologists, although they're not uh, inexpensive to utilize, although group classes are a great way to do this, is, is a great thing that you should try to do, especially if you feel like you're not sure what you're doing if you decide to go to the gym. But I just want to remind you, it's most people think of cardio and basically strength when they go to the gym. And I want to remind you the flexibility, the balance, the coordination, the power, the agility. These are all equally important and make your life so much easier to live if you have some type of training that helps you. Now, before I get into my pet peeves of the gym, which is kind of fun, um, things I, I can't stand when I go, I just want a quick reminder to, to those of you listening who don't go to the gym for social reasons or reasons that you feel uncomfortable for. Basically, you think people are either, either watching you or judging you um, or just making some type of assumption about you and you just don't like the feeling you get. Maybe you get anxious in the gym. Maybe you're uncomfortable in places with a lot of people. There's a lot of that that can be going on, and I completely understand it. And I'm not here to tell you just to suck it up and overcome and go to the gym anyway. Completely the last thing I would tell somebody. Maybe over time, if you test yourself, you can get into that gym slowly but surely and feel more comfortable, maybe. And that's something that you'll have to decide. But if it's, if it's not for you, if it basically gives you let more trouble than it's worth, then I'm here to tell you, you don't need to go to a gym. All of the things I just mentioned, the seven points of fitness, um, you can accomplish in the privacy of your own home with minimal equipment. And where I'd recommend you start is online. Look up YouTube videos, follow experts online. If you have the ability, you know, get the Peloton app, which I love using at home with my family. Um, look up some great people. Some stuff is free, some stuff costs money. Pursue the knowledge, get the experience, and you can do this all by yourself at home. All right, let me finish this uh, episode off with some pet peeves that I have and something that things that I observe in the gym that I find are, you know, in my in my case are a little bit annoying. And I think that some of these are pretty common, and they still annoy me. One of the main things that my gym has are some rules they have are they don't allow gym bags. They don't allow you to bring in a huge duffel bag with your keys and your water and all of your equipment that you need and just carry carry that around the gym because when you set it down, it becomes a hazard. It's easy to trip over. It gets in the way. And I can understand somebody, I would love to have a gym bag because I would put all my stuff in there and carry it around the gym and make my life easier. But the rule is no gym bags for safety reasons. And by the way, you can steal stuff and put stuff in those bags. Anyways, I see gym bags all over the gym and nobody enforces the rule. So I guess I'm mad that I follow the rules and nobody else really does maybe, but I still feel like it should be enforced if it's going to be a rule. That's all. 
The next ones are pretty obvious things that we should just do because we're sharing a space with other people. And that is wipe down your equipment if you put a huge sweat stain on it. I don't expect everybody to wipe down every piece of equipment after they're done using it if they didn't leave a mark. But if you're a sweaty person and you leave some sweat stains, you should definitely wipe it down. I'll leave it up to the person that approaches that piece of equipment if it isn't all sweaty to decide if they want to wipe it down before they use it. That's on them. Not returning weights is obviously a very common pet peeve at the gym. And it still is amazing how many people just use a, use a let's say, a bench press or, or something that requires a lot of weight. And they either don't return, put them back at all. In fact, I just saw a gentleman walk away from a bench with 245s on each side. And I thought he was going to come back, and he never did. So he just expected somebody else to do it. This just happened the other day. To, um, I think people also leave like a little bit of weight on equipment. And I was um, actually personally guilty of this. I thought leaving a 45-pound weight on a calf raise was, was perfectly acceptable because I imagine everybody that uses that machine at least uses 45 pounds. Come to find out, I walked away. This was a couple years ago. I walked away from it with the 45-pound, and a young lady came up to me and asked me if I was done using that. And she actually does, didn't use 45 pounds. She actually was going to start with the 25-pound. So she had to remove that and put the 25-pound on. And I learned my lesson ever since that even though you think leaving weight on a machine is helping somebody, you never know who is going to use that next. And they may just use no weight, for instance. So all equipment should be returned when you're done with the machine. The next one's kind of, I don't know, not controversial, but I'm not a fan of people asking me to work in with them. Now, granted, if somebody came up to me and said, how many sets do you have left? Can I, you know, whatever. I will happily say, I don't know happily, but I will definitely say, hey, I have a couple sets left. You're welcome to, to work in with me if you would like to. Sometimes they'll say yes, sometimes they won't. But I would say going to the gym every day for a year, I probably get asked maybe five times in a year from somebody. So it doesn't happen very often. That's why it doesn't bug me. But I do find that when they, when they, when they work in with me, it's a very awkward, it, 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 I lose focus on my set. I have to get up, change the weight. They will put the weight back, but it might be where I want different weight. It became, it becomes like an awkward social situation to me to where I, I just, I get pulled out of my focus on my extra, you know, the whole workout kind of takes me and disrupts it when somebody wants to work in. Personally, for me, I never ask anybody to work in with them. I typically will alter my workout if a machine is taken. So I, I speak from my own experience in, in that I wouldn't, wouldn't ask somebody if I can work in with them. I don't think I ever have. But that doesn't mean other people don't mind or, or they do. In fact, some of the times when they ask to work in with me, I ask them their name. I get to know them a little bit, and it becomes more of a friendly atmosphere. So again, nothing wrong with it. Just my personal little pet peeve that I prefer not to do it. Next up is dropping weights. Or making loud noises. Now, again, some people grunt. They work out very intensely and they make some noises. I can overlook that. But when you kind of are that type of lifter that, or gym goer that kind of makes huge noises, drops the weight with authority, and feels like you're the incredible hulk in the gym, that's where like places like Planet Fitness thrive on having a lunk alarm where they'll send, set, set off an alarm if somebody's extra loud. I, I do get that alarm and I think it makes people feel uncomfortable. And I think a, a person that works out like that should be at a specific bodybuilding gym, honestly. I've lifted some pretty heavy weight in my time, and I'm always able to balance that weight onto my knees, especially if I'm on a bench and I'm like grabbing some 90 or 100 pound dumbbells to lift. 
I don't even have to drop them, and they're pretty heavy. You can put them, there's a way to finish the set and not drop the weight. And if you do have to drop it, you can do it in a way that doesn't make everybody in the gym look at you. But there's always going to be people talking in a movie theater, and there's always going to be people that drop weights. I can get over that. The one thing that also bugs me, another pet peeve, is even though I have music blasting in my ears, if I can hear people, like a group of two or three people, gathering around a piece of equipment and laughing and talking and having a great time, again, it really distracts me from my workout because I can hear them through my loud music. And I'm happy they're having a good time and I'm happy they're hanging out at the gym, but they're usually not working out and they're kind of in a social environment and it, it's just distracting. Again, my personal pet peeve, if you're going to just want to talk to somebody, I would hope that you'd walk out of the area where people are working out pretty hard and doing it somewhere else. One thing that doesn't bother me that a lot of people feel bothered by is when a person is on a piece of equipment and they're in between sets and they're looking at their phone or they're seemingly not working out and they're just on their phone. But the reason that doesn't bother me much is because I never know the reason why a person is on their phone. They can be looking up a workout. They can be entering their workout in their phone. They can be dealing with a kid at home. Maybe they're, they're leaving, they left home and their, their wife or husband is there asking them a question. There's so many reasons that we couldn't possibly know. So if somebody is on their phone, again, I don't judge that, and I don't know the whole story, so it doesn't bother me. Okay, those are my pet peeves. If you have any, let me know. Go to Instagram, dietitian underscore dad, and either DM me, message me. I'd love to hear what your pet peeves are, especially if they're original, something I never thought about, or something quirky that bugs you. You know, of course, somebody comes on a piece of equipment, a cardio equipment right next to you when there's a row of 10 and the gym is not crowded. You know, those aren't, those are always interesting to hear. Of course, they would bug, that would bug me too. But if it's something that isn't that obvious that you, you're, you're bugged by, I would love to hear about it. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with this at the end of this gym episode, and that is you need to be moving your body with a combination of cardio work, strength training. You just have to make the decision on how that's going to happen if you aren't doing it. If you're already doing it, more power to you. Keep it up. Keep it up until your 90s. Don't ever, ever stop. But if you need to start somewhere, I want you to seek out help. At the very least, reach out to me and I can at least point you in the right direction. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate you all listening. Go throw a review my way if you don't mind. And we'll see you in a couple weeks with the next episode. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.